Thank you so much for joining us here on the Fearless Health Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Barter, and today we have an awesome guest, and I'm so excited that you're here with us today. But before we get into that, if you could do me a huge favor, if you are listening on iTunes, could you please hit that subscribe button? We have a lot of great great episodes coming out and I don't want you to miss those and also give us a five-star review and comment about what you want to hear more of because we want to give you more of those episodes. If you want to see this on video, then you can head on over to YouTube at the Fearless Health Podcast channel and please hit the subscribe button. Remember, we come out with new episodes weekly We don't want you to miss one and comment again about what you want to hear more of and please say hello to us. So we are so excited that you're listening and love to have more listeners from everywhere. So we're very excited about that. So today, without further ado, we have Wendy Myers on the podcast and she has come up with a protocol, a specialized supplement protocol to detoxify. And so Detox has an interesting buzzword, which we'll get into, but in this type of detox, we are talking all about how to get out heavy metals, environmental exposures, and how to make your liver run better. This is an awesome episode. I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. So without further ado, we'll get into it. Welcome to the Fearless Health Podcast with host Dr. Anne-Marie Barter. Dr. Barter is on a mission to help people achieve their health and wellness goals and help men and women live their best lives fearlessly. Dr. Barter is the founder of Alternative Family Medicine and Chiropractic in Denver and Longmont, Colorado. Wendy, thank you so much for being with us here today. I'm super excited to have you and pick your brain about everything detox today. I think it's such an important topic. So Thank you so much for joining us here today. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So how did you get, because you're pretty specialized, you're pretty niche, and you're really into detoxification, heavy metal detoxification. How did you get into that uh, like portion of you know alternative healing? You know, I just found it through my own healing journey. I had uh, reached a point where I just felt terrible. I, I just looked in the mirror. And I didn't recognize myself anymore. I was just overweight. I was uh, having trouble losing weight. I was brain fogged. I was angry. I was having trouble sleeping and I was doing everything right. I was eating full-time job, uh, focusing on my diet, my own food, organic food, supplements, diet, exercise, you know, stress reduction, just doing everything right. And uh, I just felt terrible. And I went to the doctor and said, figure out what's wrong with me. Something dreadfully wrong with me. And I found out I had low, low thyroid hormones, low adrenal hormones, low sex hormones. And the doctor wanted to put me on a thyroid and sex hormone replacement therapy. And I just thought, you know, I'm 37. Why? I just did not envision my life going on hormone replacement therapy. And like, isn't that for women in their 50s and 60s or menopause or something? And so I just went on Dr. Google and uh, decided to figure out like, why, what causes low hormones? What causes this? And if I found that out, maybe I could do something to restore normal and natural hormone function and production in my body. And so, and that's what I kept hitting upon heavy metals and chemicals and all these things that I'd heard about, but I hadn't really focused on in my reading or personal health journey. 
And I, I'm just this light bulb and I'm like, this is it. This is what is causing my health issues. And, and I think of a lot of other people too, once you realize how kind of prevalent these toxins are in our environment. And the more I researched, the more I found every different organ system in the body is affected uh, by different metals and chemicals. And I just started re- you know, publishing what I was learning on myersdetox.com. I decided to start a website and tell, you know, educate other people about what I was finding. And what were you, what were you high in metal wise? A lot. Were you across the board? It was everything. You know, there's a lot of different metals. It wasn't everything, but what uh, the tests that I was doing, I found out I was high in mercury was number one, arsenic, uranium. I was high in nickel as well. And also thallium and cesium. I learned later from different testing and I had other metals as well. And I just thought, God, like, how did I get all these things? And, you know, just started researching more and, you know, went on a detox protocol to start getting rid of this stuff. And I started feeling a lot better within a fairly short period of time. I mean, detox is a, it's a lifestyle. It's not something you just do once a month or once a year, or once a season. Um, it's something you kind of need to focus on. Um, but, uh, but I have a lot of like a free information on my, my site for people to get going and learn, learn how to do all this stuff, learn how to detox your life and learn how to, you know, replace toxic products and incorporate this into your everyday lifestyle. Yeah. Do you know, what was your thought on how you got exposed to all of these chemicals? Cause I, heavy metals. And I mean, I chuckle because I have the same thing. So anyway, that's why I ask. Yeah. And, you know, and all you can do is speculate, but you know, when I had a really high mercury, I thought that's a no brainer because I was a sushi addict. Mm -hmm. So i had been eating sushi twice a week since I was 15. So for 30, 20 years. Um, And then uh, the uranium I found out was just in the water in California is everyone has it. And as I've, you know, I've tested thousands of people, almost everyone in Southern California Many in the Southwest United States have uranium. It's in, it's in the water, it's in the shower water. And uh, that causes blood sugar issues, diabetes. Um, the thallium, I found out, it's just naturally occurring, occurring in petroleum deposits. So it's in the air that we're breathing. And everyone has it that I test, every single person, cesium and thallium. Cesium is from nuclear disasters and nuclear testing. That's in the Fukushima, I mean, just uh, Chernobyl in the 80s. I mean, everyone that I've tested has cesium and thallium. Um, and the other ones, you know, nickel, uh, I had a retainer when I was young. Anyone who's had braces is going to have very high nickel levels and you can get it from jewelry making or wearing certain types of jewelry, but you can also get it from, you know, fast foods, uh, any kind of partially hydrogenated oils. So packaged foods, processed foods, fast foods, nickel is that catalyst that gets that hydrogen in there to make the that shelf stable and last a long time. It's so delicious. Um, and uh, so they're just, I can keep going the arsenic, you know, I got that in, from just my, you know, eating conventional eggs and chicken and, and rice, uh, tons of arsenic in that stuff. And a lot of people are eating, you know, non-organic, non-pastured eggs that are all fed arsenic because it makes them grow faster. So the farmer gets more money for them. The meat looks pink and healthy. And so uh, arsenic prevents you from losing weight. 
And one of the, the signs of arsenic poisoning is, is weight gain and trouble losing weight because uh, it poisons an enzyme that transports fat out of fat cells. Um, so I think for me, that was a little piece of the puzzle and why I was having trouble losing weight. Um, but I, I can just keep going, but that's just an example of the metals I had and where I got them. Yeah, we, I was, I, I chuckle because I was, uh, I was checking on a patient and I'm like, there's something wrong here. She couldn't lose weight. And I went to go see what was in her water. And this is the first time I've ever seen it reported, but there was uranium in her water and I'm in Colorado. And so I haven't seen that. And I was like, did something blow over there? Because she was close to something that we call the Rocky mountain arsenal, which was, you know, a lot of war type, um, type equipment. They buried it just nuclear facility. So, but tons of uranium actually in the water, which blew me away. And we have Rocky flats, which is, you know, lots of uranium. So it, I see uranium in so many people too, but I was, I was super, I super surprised to hear it's in the water. Is it reported in California as in the water or no? Yeah. I mean, I wrote a whole article on uranium, so it's in the research. I mean, it's, wow. it's testing in the water and all of my clients and my whole family, my friends, myself, everyone that I test in California has uranium. Um, and, or if they lived there in the past, they still have it. Little gift of California. Yeah. So arsenic, <laughs> the weight gain, I really want to touch on that because, you know, you know, Rice has been where I thought it was most naturally occurring, you know, in the rice. Um, so do you believe that this is one of the major reasons that we have an epidemic of the folks that are really trying to lose weight? They're really focused on their diet. They're doing all that they can and they can't lose weight. Do you feel like a lot of this is coming down to potentially um, arsenic toxicity? No, I believe it's it's that and lots of other chemicals and metals that are creating this perfect storm of obesity and diabetes. The number one cause of diabetes is toxins. It's not necessarily the people, what they're eating. I mean, yeah, carbohydrates uh, contribute, overeating and being overweight contribute, but you have a lot of different metals and toxins that uh, interfere in the body's ability to regulate blood sugar, to uh, you know, interfering in the immune system, to causing food sensitivities, to interfering in gut function, proper absorption of nutrients and the people are craving food all the time. Um, uh, and not to mention there are metals that kind of interfere in weight loss itself. Metals like mercury deposit in the thyroid will slow it down. I just wrote an article on that has over 200 citations, uh, all the different pesticides that interfere in thyroid function. I mean, I can keep going, but there's just, there's so many things working against us and our weight and proper blood sugar control. And then there's uh, metals that will, uh, you know, interfere in, in proper sleep. You know, well, like fluoride will kind of calcify the pineal gland. We don't produce enough melatonin. And um, then all this EMF is interfering in blood sugar control. Um, so just lots of things, you know, if you don't sleep properly, the next day you're going to have poor blood sugar control and you're going to want to eat more than you normally would. There are just so many things working against us. That's why we're so many people in the United States, two thirds of people are, are overweight and or obese. It's not just the food. It's all of these, uh, really these other factors are contributing much more. Um, but, but the fast food and other foods that people are eating are really full of tons of toxins. So it's not just the caloric intake. 
it's the, those toxins as well. So a lot of folks will say, okay, well, I'm just going to clean my cleaning. I'm going to change my cleaning supplies. I'll slowly change over my makeup. I'm going to, you know, slowly change over my bath products. Um, it, but I don't really think I need a detox. I think a detox is, um, you know, uh, you know, hubbub. It's not true. Like, you know, cause there's so many things around detoxification where it's become really light duty, but we know that we need it. What do you say to people that would say something like that? Well, you know, every little bit helps, like everything that you can do to prevent the influx of toxins in your body is great, you know, and it's a lot of work. It's expensive, but Rome wasn't built in a day. Mm-hmm. You have to do things one at a time, you know, like start with your kitchen, maybe get some new pots and start, you know, when you buy a new makeup product, buy something that's on, you know, approved on EWG's Skin Deep or, uh, you know, try to switch to organic as much as you can or afford. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of naysayers about detoxification because I think right. people have a certain definition of detox in their mind. They have, But my definition is that, uh, you know, it's not just my definition of detoxification is that uh, one, people have to stop the influx, but they also have to clean up the tissues of their body. And there's so many toxins we were exposed to every day and over the past 10 or 20, 30 years that's not going to turn around in a few months. That's unrealistic to think that that's possibly going to be the case. It's not, not going to happen. So people really have to, they're really serious about this. And once they start learning about this and realizing what a problem this is and how many health issues and symptoms it's causing, most notably fatigue and brain fog and trouble losing weight and contributing to the many diagnoses that uh, people get today. Um, once they realize that I implore people to think of detoxification as a lifestyle where they are thinking about something on a daily basis to detox themselves, adding that to what they're already doing to improve their health, like their diet and exercise and supplements and sleep detoxification has to be a piece of that puzzle. And it's frequently a missing link. It's that missing piece of the puzzle where people are doing all these things to try to feel better, to try to meet their health goals, to try to get a reverses of that diagnosis. And they're not su- succeeding because they're not adding detoxification to their, their, what they're doing for their health. Right. And tell me what your thought is because, um, on IV metal chelation. Mm-hmm. Yes. So, and that's certainly, um, something that some people need. Um, but one, one issue with that is that it's not where you start unless you have a life-threatening toxicity. So it has its place. But if it's not done correctly, it can cause kidney damage. And I know people that have kidney damage uh, from that. And it's also one of those things where, you know, if you're very, very ill, you don't want to pour more fuel on the fire and release all these toxic chemicals into your system that you may not be able to handle because you're already ill. So when I'm working with people, I have a team of practitioners that I've trained, we, we work on foundational things like building people up and building this bomb shelter before we drop a bomb on them, you know, which for some people detox is not easy, just they have a genetic disadvantage, or they just got have other things we need to work on first 
before we start, you know, pulling all these toxins out of their fat and their brain and their bones and whatnot. Um, so IV chelation probably will be fine for people that have done a lot of foundational work that have worked for quite a while on their health they are pretty stable and they're ready to kind of maybe graduate to that or if they have a life-threatening situation. But um, I've never personally done it. Uh, I don't think it's necessary to detox successfully, but some people, you know, they're impatient. They just want to start getting rid of this stuff. But, you know, detox is not just uh, thought of in terms of like, let's take something and so it can grab onto the metals and just rip them out of my body. Um, It's not that simple. Uh, I, my approach is to get the body working better, get the body optimized and function, get the liver optimized and functioning, mineralizing the body. The body's not going to work without minerals properly for any reason, much less detox. Um, So there's a lot of foundational things that I like to work on with people um, before I'm giving them nutrients or supplements that are going to grab on the metals and rip them out. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad to hear you say that about um, IV chelation. It, gosh, I did IV chelation. I want to say maybe 12 years ago before any research came out about it being safe or not. Um, I think that it was the gold standard back then for detoxing heavy metals. I, after I had one of the EDTA pushes, I crawled to the bathroom and vomited all night because it was just too much. It popped the top and I was sick all night long until I couldn't stop throwing up. And so, you know, in the, I think about seven, maybe five to seven years ago, a study came out and said, well, when you mobilize all those metals, it generally has an affinity for the brain. And so when you do that all at once, it has an affinity for the brain. And so that's where they harbor. And, you know, that this should not be, you know, the initial route for metal detoxification. So I am really glad to hear you say that because that's exactly how I felt and exactly what I've seen in practice. So yeah, I've known a lot of people that it took them a, a couple of months to recover from an IV chelation session. So I caution people to, you know, to against that as a first step. And certainly you have to look at, you know, when you're going to a functional medical practitioner and they want to do heavy metals tests or suspect heavy metals, a lot of times that's their kind of like one trick pony. That's all that they're doing for heavy metals. And there's so much that that you can do, Um, but that's kind of their, their solution. And it's a quick fix. And people like they see a problem, they want a solution, and that's, a, you know, seems very, very logical to a lot of people. Let's go on and rip them out. Um, but that can be really devastating for some people. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. So what is your take on, you know, enemas or uh, uh, cast uh, castor oil packs? How do you feel about those for detox? I love enemas. I love them. I get really excited about them because people <laughs> usually don't. I do. I do too. <laughs> we can be excited together. <laughs> yeah, but I love it. I mean, I feel like a million bucks after I do a coffee enema, you know, so I'm not talking about the kind of colonics that you would go do because it's not about just, you know, putting in some water or liquid and then evacuating your colon. That's not what you're attempting to do, though that's kind of nice. Um, but really what you're attempting to do with a coffee enema is dilating dilating all the capillaries in your liver, kind of irritating it, and then it dumps dumps all its toxic contents into the intestines for elimination. And then you evacuate all that garbage, and then your liver can get to the next batch. And so 
while this process is not glamorous and your <laughs> husband may be completely revolted by this, you will feel amazing. And, and also your body will thank you because I, I think that our livers do 700 different functions. You want your liver filing or firing on all cylinders. And I know genetically my liver is not, doesn't work so great. So I do a lot of things to support it. I mean, so it doesn't really make any sense to me to take chelating substances and take all this stuff to do detox if you're just kind of not really paying attention to, to your liver at all and supporting it. So I created a, like a 14-day liver rehab cleanse for people to really educate them on how to take care of their liver in every scenario. So doing coffee enemas, uh, liver flushes, castor oil patch, just all, all that's in the course. Who was it that was the first person that came up with the liver flesh? Was it last name Clark? Was yeah, she the Hol- first Holden one? Clark. Was she the first one to come up with the liver flesh? I, I don't, I don't know, but I remember <laughs> reading her liver flesh many years yeah, ago. I don't know. It was a chicken and with an egg, but it was her and the Andrea Moritz. Okay. Uh, were big proponents of it. She, Holda Clark's like, you know, does a parasite zapper. Oh, uh, that's right. So yeah. 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 Okay. Awesome. Okay, so we've gotten so so cleaning out that so much more of a slower detox is what you think. So when someone is doing a, a heavy metal detox, what do you expect really for time frame of somebody that say in their forties or fifties? Uh, would they be doing a detox for a couple years, kind of slowly to get all of this out, or is this kind of a forever thing? Yeah. So if you want to remove the majority of the toxins you have in your body, say 80, 90%, you're looking at a couple of years, you know, realistically, because many times people have roadblocks to detox Like they usually, they have like parasites or other stuff going on with them, or they, they can't sleep and you have to fix that or their digestion's a mess and you've got to work on those things. Um, But if someone's reasonably healthy yeah, you're looking at uh, a couple of years. If someone's much older in the 70s, 80s, that they may have a, a longer timeline because their metabolism is just slower. It just takes them longer to, you know, turn, you know, turn this, uh, get rid of this stuff. A, a child, a lot less. They have a very fast metabolism that can detox really fast. Someone who's super, super healthy, their metals are just coming out of them and on test. And, you know, the more metals I see on a test, the better. Because that means our body's detoxing really well. But what frequently happens is if someone is not well, or they genetically don't detox well, they'll have no metals on their tests. And so it's kind of like the opposite of what people think. So if someone has no metals coming out on their tests, or very few, there's some foundational work that has to be done, mineralizing their body, taking nutrients, substances that facilitate detoxification. And that can just take time to ramp up. So it's not that the detox itself takes a long time, building a proper foundation to facilitate the body's release of this stuff, this garbage on its own, takes some time. The body is the bottleneck, not detoxification itself. Um, but even once you maybe do that two-year time frame, you're doing infrared saunas and minerals and maybe some coffee enemas and whatever else that you need to take for your specific metal toxicities that you hopefully are doing some testing for. Um, even after that time frame, you you are exposed to toxins every single day. And so you need to have kind of a maintenance plan or something that 
you know, tools, uh, protocols that you're adopting for life to continue to help your body excrete the stuff that you're exposed to on a daily basis. So that's why I say detox is a lifestyle. It's not something you just kind of do and go a year or two, you're done. All right, let's go to the next thing. Um, It just, it's just a a lifestyle and you have a a maintenance protocol after a more intense detox. Are you looking at liver enzymes on labs to kind of see what's going on? Um, and as a general rule, I'm assuming you're looking at AST and ALT. And so are you seeing those pretty consistently elevated or just functionally elevated and you know you need to treat them? Well, if so uh, li- elevated liver enzymes on a test is not indicative of detoxability, but it is a sign there are some issues going on with the liver and you would benefit from some liver support and from, you know, coffee enemas or liver flushes or what have you. Um, But it's a, it's a very indirect indicator. It's a sign of inflammation and and whatnot, but it's not a direct indicator of how well you're detoxing. Um, But so it's not something I I do with clients specifically. I do, I pretty much focus on heavy metal detox tests, uh, looking at heavy metals and addressing things uh, in that way. But no matter what someone's liver labs look like, I'm still going to recommend the same things. I'm still going to recommend nutritional liver support, you know, animal protein. I'm still going to recommend, um, you know, B complex vitamins, you know, NAC and uh, glutathione, vitamin E, specific forms of vitamin E for antioxidant. And then the liver flushes and coffee enemas. It's the same thing. doesn't matter what your liver labs look like. It's an awesome protocol. Because, yeah. I mean, we know that NAC and glutathione get rid of 90% of the environmental exposures that we're exposed to, you know, like benzenes and petroleum byproducts, et cetera. What a, that's a really great program. And I also love what you said about looking, you know, that the liver tests are going, or not the liver tests, but the, um, the heavy metal tests are going to get worse as you're detoxifying. Because I think that that's something that's pretty disconcerting to patients for sure, and also other you know healthcare uh, providers when they see that level go up, they don't really understand why. But I've seen the exact same thing that you're talking about is when I know somebody's toxic and nothing shows up on their labs and they're recovering cancer patients or or something, and it, they they just cannot detoxify at all. I think that's yeah. pretty indicative to how sick they are. So I, I love what you said about that. So that's really, really great. Yeah, um, I feel like it, the sicker someone is, the more toxic they're going to be because they usually can't release this stuff for, for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And do you believe that heavy metal exposure is an epidemic? Oh, 100%. I mean, it, no one is exempt. Right. Everyone has metals. It's statistically impossible not to have heavy metals. Everyone has lead everyone has aluminum, everyone has mercury. It's impossible not to have this stuff. And so this stuff is going to be affecting you. Um, It's just when you kind of reach like a tipping point where you have enough of a toxin or you have a stressor in your life, an illness, a car accident, a death of a loved one, or some stressor where it's kind of that straw that breaks the camel's back and you start or the levels get high enough and then you start experiencing symptoms. Um, that's when people start searching for answers. But it's 
Um, it's one of those things that it's impossible in our environment. You know, the World Health Organization, who uh, has done does tests about every five years for the amount of chemicals people have in their blood supply. And the last one was done 10 years ago. Um, and we they found we have 500 chemicals on average in our blood supply. Wow. No studies on how those interact with each other and affect us. I mean, it's just, we are really just a, a toxic cesspool, you know, to be totally honest. A um, lot of toxins in our environment and we're putting them all on ourselves voluntarily, you know, putting aluminum on our underarms and using, you know, really bad beauty products and makeup and toxic chemicals. Everyone's trying to like, you know, put all this antibacterial garbage everywhere. And so you get all these chemicals from that. Your body can deal with bacteria. It cannot deal with these chemicals and it knows how to deal with bacteria. Um, So I think there's there's a lot of that going on. The hand sanitizers, you know, I I just don't even go near those. Um, Except maybe essential oils, but, uh, but yeah, it's, and it sounds really depressing, but there's a lot that you can do once you kind of have a, an awareness of this. I think for me, it really answered a lot of questions that I had or um, information that I didn't have about why I was having the health issues that I was, why my my you know hormones were in the toilet, why my thyroid wasn't working, why I was brain fogged and tired, why why would I have why I had bouts of anger and just all this stuff that just was not me. I didn't, you know, I didn't recognize myself. And for me, it filled in the blanks. It gave me those answers. And as soon as I, you know, got, got started getting rid of this stuff, I mean, I feel better than I've ever felt. I feel better than I did in my 20s. And I'm 48. You know, I just turned 48 last week. And so, uh, and so I can't really um, say it you know, strenuously enough. Uh, you know, once you kind of figure this out and start detoxing, uh, it, it sounds depressing that we have all the stuff, but there's so much you can do. There's so much you can control and get this stuff out of your body. Mm-hmm. And you said something really interesting. You said that there could be a tipping point and then it takes your body over the edge. We've had COVID. We have had everything with Black Lives Matter. And I think that that, and we've seen mental health kind of go to a new level. And I mean, I know that there's a lot of factors contributing to that. And I know it's not, I don't want to just simplify and say it's just chemicals, but now we are spraying everything down in movie theaters and we're disinfecting everything and people are constantly washing their hands. What type of um, issues do you think we're going to see after we're really sterilizing our society? Well, you know, stress has a huge toll or takes a huge toll on mineral depletion. People are already mineral deficient. And the more stressed you are, the more you lose minerals. And that uh, you have to have minerals to stay calm and feel relaxed. You have to have minerals to sleep. And magnesium is like the number one mineral, uh, you know, mineral deficiency. And so I think uh, right now people really need to focus on mineral supplementation. It's not very sexy. You know, people aren't, marketers aren't like, ooh, take this magnesium. It's amazing. (laughs) You know, because there's not a lot of money to be made in it. But um, so I think people don't really focus on minerals enough. They're picking like turmeric or resveratrol or the different different antioxidants they think they need, um, which which is great. But the basics, your body has to have minerals to function. You'll live without turmeric. You can't live without magnesium, you know. So uh, mineral depletion, I think, is very problematic. And then um, I, I think also with this whole thing, the rollout of 5G 
and the um, more and more frequencies that are going to be that are already, you know, we're victim to, and that these frequencies are just going to increase. That is going to cause a plethora of sleep issues and all of the health issues that that will cause: lowered immunity, weight gain, blood sugar issues, uh, fertility issues, and all the things we see in the research that that contributes to. And, um, and also, uh, just all this disinfection, all these chemicals, uh, also will definitely lower our immunity, um, you know, make us more, you know, make us more susceptible to, uh, pathogens in general. Um, you know, I think when you're spraying down all these, uh, you know, spraying all these disinfectants, it's just adding to our already toxic body burden of chemicals. A lot of these are fat soluble. So your body will store them away in your fat and it won't let that fat go. You, unless you, maybe if you starve yourself, yes, your body is going to empty itself of fat stores. But for, you know, for a lot of people, for a lot of women in their forties that are really like exercising a lot and that are going keto or going paleo and they're really doing everything right. And they're still not losing weight you know, all these toxins stored in your fat, your body needs that trash receptacle for all of these toxins. It's not going to let it go unless it's, I mean, you just force it to. Um, it's, you can be doing all of the right things, checking all the boxes for weight loss, and it's not happening because of all these different toxins that are stored in the fat cells, affecting your thyroid, affecting your pancreas ability to regulate blood sugar properly and all of those things we talked about before. So I, I think there's, you know, a lot of different effects that are, are happening as a result of, you know, the lockdown and all the measures people are taking because of COVID. And you think 5G is very similar to any sort of environmental um, chemical? Because that's, you know, I, I've heard a lot of people say that they believe it's kind of similar. You've had hardcore mold exposure. You've had a lot of benzene exposure, exposure, arsenic. It's kind of along the same plane. And if you're already chemically sensitive, you're going to be much more sensitive to EMFs. Yeah, it's the thing with EMFs, these frequencies, is they, they, they irritate parasites and mold and candida and cause them to replicate faster and, and then you have and cause them to excrete more mycotoxins or parasite secretions, which your body then has to deal with. So it's kind of like another toxic load. Not to mention these non-native frequencies really affect our brain waves, really affect our heart functioning. Our heart sends out an energy field ten feet around us in diameter. I talk a lot about bioenergetics and EMF protection and things like that. Um, related to our our energy field, we have an energy field. That's where a lot of communication takes place in our body. Whether people are aware of that or not, that's scientifically proven. Um, but these EMFs, these frequencies, come in and totally interfere in our body's communication system, our brain waves, our heart waves, and we have consequences because of that. And so we're already ex exposed to a lot of EMF, but that's just going to uh, continually increase as, you know, while this lockdown was happening, there were 5G towers erected everywhere, right. including in our schools and kind of, you know, convenient. And um, so, uh, so this is going to emit more frequency, uh, more uh, stronger frequencies. 
And then the Elon Musk uh, with Starlink, his Starlink company, and Bill Gates with uh, SoftBank, they are releasing these uh, 5G satellites into the atmosphere every month. And there's going to be 20,000 of these 5G satellites by 2022. And so we're basically going to be bathing the entire planet in these 5G frequencies. So people do need to start thinking now about this toxin that dramatically impacts their health. And um, so, yeah, that's really concerning. But there's, again, there's a lot that you can do to, to protect yourself. That is super terrifying. I did not realize those numbers. I've seen the 5G towers popping up everywhere, but I did not realize that they were just going to continue to release them and that it was going to be exponentially more than it has been. So what are some of the tools that we can do to protect ourselves from this? Yeah, well, from the, the 5G EMF aspect, the, the number one thing I recommend is really basic. It's something, it's called the Harmony Pendant. It's this pendant here. And we just released a study showing that it does protect from EMF cool. and um, uh, really amazing results with that and, and major stress reduction, major uh, improvements and a lot of different markers of stress so that people, they end up sleeping better and they just feel more relaxed, which I definitely felt when I first started wearing mine about three years ago, just really went from a high stress state to more of a parasympathetic state and was sleeping better, felt more relaxed, more calm. And you have to be in that state to detox. So for me, I use this, this and, and other things to bring people's stress levels down because you, you can't detox in a stressed out state. Um, so, but this, it protects you from EMF everywhere you go. So like, you know, people will have like a, a wireless router that they might have it on a timer and turn it off at night, or they might have a cell phone sticker. I have like a little pad that goes under my laptop, or there's lots of little different things. Um, I have like another little uranium glass thing on my, you know, my desk that protects me, you know, on, on my, my desk. Um, but, you know, a lot of, there's some people out there that have begun taking precautions to protect their home from EMF. Um, but when you leave your home, at least like something like the Harmony Pendant can protect you when you're, you're out and about or go to your office or what have you. Um, but it's not 100% protection, but it's a beginning. Every little bit helps. Um, but we found it has about 50 to 88% protection just depending on the person and uh, you know, prevents the, the EMF kind of frequencies running through their bodies. We tested that with acoustic meters. Um, but so every little bit helps, but you still need to mitigate you know, find sources of EMF in your environment and mitigate those. Um, everyone needs to, should be thinking about this. Um, but it's, like I said, every little bit helps. And I think the Harmony Pendant is a really easy first step. And it's inexpensive too. Awesome. Is um, Where can people find you if they want to get in touch with you? Yeah. So the for the pendant, you can go to harmonypendant.com. It's harmony with an I. And you can also find me on myersdetox.com if you want to start, you know, thinking about our detoxification program. But we have all different kinds of levels and we have supplements you can take to just start, you know, just doing a detox supplement program if you don't want to do testing or you can do testing if you want or a liver, re liver rehab program, whatever resonates with you. We have something for everyone. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here, sharing your knowledge and sharing your time. Really appreciate yeah. it. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed learning with us today, please give us a five-star review, 
comment, like, and share our podcast with your friends and family. As always, if you'd like to learn more information about today's guest, please head over to fearlesshealthpodcast.com for links to their site and other educational resources.